Okay, ladies, all of you, right now, this is the one you've been waiting for. Drop it, whatever you've gotten. Wait a minute, not that pan. No, put it down. Don't drop that. It's full of uh, applesauce. You don't want to drop that all over the floor. But look, put it all down. We've got the topic this morning. This is the one you want to hear. Pull up a chair, get your Bible out, get a piece of paper out. We're going to talk to you. Okay, you say, what's today? All right, I'm going to tell you. Only after you get yourself seated down there at the table. Come on now. Put those pots and those pans away. Turn off the range. This is the one you got to listen to. It's not going to be long, but it's going to be important. Okay, now I see you sitting down there. Now we're ready. Today we're going to talk about mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. Uh-huh. See, I told you. I told you this is the one you wanted to hear about. So get yourself seated down there now, and let's go. Have you ever wondered why it is that in all the cartoons, all the jokes on TV, all the laughing about the in-law relationships, that it's always the man and his mother-in-law that they joke about? None of you out there has ever heard a joke about the young lady and her mother-in-law, have you? Just think back a moment. Not a one. You pick up the cartoons and the funny papers, and it's always the man and his mother-in-law. Uh-huh. You know why? Oh, you had never thought about it before, but let me tell you why. It's because that's the only one that anybody could joke about. The relationship between the two women who are in relationship to that man, the woman and her mother-in-law, the wife and her mother-in-law, that's no joking matter. You can't get anybody to joke about that one. Yeah, and you know it too. You've had problems, haven't you, in your marriage? Now it's possible that yours is the exception. Wonderful. And you listen in and you'll be able to help somebody else. But for the most part, I think you're going to agree, that's one of the nittiest uh, and grittiest difficulties that you've had to deal with in interpersonal relationships. Your daughter-in-law or your mother-in-law. Have you ever uh, wondered why it is that that's such a difficulty? Why there's such a problem there? Well, let's think about that for a moment. Let's say a husband and wife are not doing very well in their own personal relationships to one another. And they're not reaping the satisfactions and the joys that the Bible anticipated for them. And so the man, when he doesn't get the satisfactions that he uh, normally would receive in a marriage by giving to his wife as he ought to, or when he's oriented toward getting rather than giving, uh, tends to look for satisfaction sinfully in his work. Uh, I'm not suggesting necessarily that he's going to look at his secretary. He might. Some men might. But I'm just thinking generally of the idea that he may start immersing himself in a new and more vigorous way in his work, his activities down at the job. This seems very commendable. He's trying to get ahead. He's trying to make more money. He's trying to do this and that and the other, support his family. Really, what he's doing is trying to find some kind of satisfaction that he isn't finding elsewhere and ought to be in that relationship which is reciprocal in marriage but he spends longer hours down at work and so on now how about the woman what does she do if things aren't going well well her tendency her temptation is to find her satisfactions that she ought to find in the marriage relationship in her children they're the ones she spends most of the day with and so she focuses upon the children and tries to have her friendship and her fellowship and her, her confide in and so on, especially as they grow her children, and particularly those boys in her home, who in some ways are able to provide in a minimal and temporary way 
some of those things that she lacks in her relationship with her husband. Now, for the husband and the wife who do this, it's sin. For both of them, it's sin. And this sin leads to great difficulties in the marriage later on. In Genesis, the second chapter, verse 28, we read, A man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, I don't know whether you've ever realized why it talks about leaving father and mother. And I don't know whether you've realized that it says that the man should leave his father and mother. Of course, this implies that the wife should too, but the man is specifically emphasized in the passage. I believe that that's emphasized for at least two reasons. The man is emphasized because he must become, first of all, the head of a new decision-making unit, his own nuclear home. That is, he's going to have to make decisions for his home. He's going to have to be the final authority in that home. He's going to have to be the one who uh, bears the responsibilities before God for all the matters that have to do with the welfare of his home in relationship to God and to the world around. And so the man, since he's going to become the head of a new decision-making unit in his home, must leave, must make all breaks with all former uh, relationships and especially authority relationships, especially back there at home where there had been such a strong tie of authority for so many years. He has to make a clean break uh, with his, his uh, parents because now he can no longer depend upon, depend upon them or lean upon them or be responsible uh, through them to God for many of the things in his life. He directly will be responsible to God now for all the decisions about his home, just as his father was held responsible by God for the decisions uh, made in that home of which he was a part when, before he left. And so it's very important for that man to leave, really leave. Now that means to leave not just physically, but to leave in every other way. It means to leave in terms of, of uh, a break emotionally, in terms of an authority break, and in terms of who he puts first. And that leads to the second point. It's very important for that man now to cleave, not just leave, but leave and cleave. He doesn't just run away from something, but he moves from something to something. He cleaves to his wife. In other words, secondly, somebody else must become more important to him now and more crucial to him than his parents. There is a more intimate relationship which he has now cemented. And it is to be cemented, and it is to be something permanent. It is to be something in contrast to his relationship to his parents, which had to be broken and is to be broken as he is to leave them, which now cannot be broken. What God has joined together in this way by this verse, says Paul, and says Jesus, let not man put asunder. And so here is a permanent relationship replacing a temporary one. And so we have the problem then of <clears throat> wives who, if they have not found satisfactions in their own husbands and tried to find satisfaction in their children, clinging to those boys at the time when they ought to be saying to them, okay, leave, go on. Form your own homes. Lord bless you. Let me help you in every way I can to get a good start out there to really love that wife and become a part of her life and, and to make her first rather than us. Instead of saying that, instead of kicking the little bird out of the nest and helping him to fly, women who have been depending upon their satis receiving their satisfaction from their sons rather than from their husbands will find it extremely difficult to let go of them at the time when those boys are going out to be married. 
This is wrong because on the part of the mother-in-law, it's a violation of this passage in Genesis 2.28. She ought to teach her boy to leave and to cleave to his wife. And not only that, she ought to make the way easy by making it a teaching that she has brought to him all through his life and for which she has prepared herself as well as preparing him for that day when he leaves home and can make a good marriage with his wife. Well, we've talked a little bit about it from the mother-in-law's side today. We're going to talk in our next broadcast about how that daughter-in-law can have a good relationship to her mother-in-law, even if the mother-in-law doesn't want to have a good relationship to her. And we may say a word about the mother-in-law's relationship to the daughter from that perspective, too. But for now, think about it, mother-in-laws. Have you let your son go or not? Lord, we pray that mother-in-laws out there listening today shall truly let go for Christ's sake. Amen.